You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch. I'm the Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. And this is the first of five conversations as we have a five-week sermon series around the book by Louis Giglio called Goliath Must Fall. Perhaps you picked up the book the last couple weeks or you intend to do so and read along with us. Pastor Matt and uh, Brett Cadwell, uh, Justin White will each take a different week as we go through Fear Must Fall, which we did this past Sunday, rejection must fall coming up this week, addiction must fall, then anger, and then comfort. And so each week we'll tackle that topic on Sunday, and then we'll go a little bit deeper, a step further here on the podcast. And so joining me today, two of our staff members, Lyndon Fall, our care pastor, and Leah Lynch, my wife and student coordinator. Uh, I didn't make her do this, but she's she's excited to share, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> And so we're excited just to walk through this first chapter a little bit. We'll reference the book some, but we'll also reference some of our own stories. Fear Must Fall. Lyndon, how did that title strike you as you you first heard Fear Must Fall? It's the beginning of the book as we're we're going through it. Uh, Fear Must Fall. (laughs) Besides the fact that's my last name. I mean... That's all about you. That's all about me. Uh, Well, it strikes me as as very relevant. I'm just thinking about when I began my journey with the Lord. Truly, uh, the scripture says in Romans 8 that uh, he did not give us a spirit of fear that we're slaves to fear, but we have a spirit of adoption. And uh, I can really testify that uh, the Lord had to show me that I had a lot of still bondage to fear and he had to begin to work to to set me free and and, uh, a lot of areas really all these topics could start with fear i mean rejection could start with fear addiction anger go down the line Uh, a lot of the roots of our problems is fear that's true that's true. It is. And I, I'm i going to pass off to, to to Leah here because I believe ladies before gentlemen, I but like you it. obviously put age before beauty, so I'll let her go. <laughs> How has this, this chapter, this topic struck you, Leah? I, I mean, I would agree with Lyndon. It's, um, for me, it's something that hits really close to home because it's fear has always been something that I've struggled with, that I've had to really work through. Um, and even just recently, um, going through a season of, of growth and learning that, um, that God is for me no matter what. Mm. And that includes when you're facing the giant of fear, is that God's bigger than that fear. God is, I mean, again, like you said with those, fear can go in front of any of the ones that we're getting ready to discuss. And as we dive into that, just realizing that God is bigger than any giant that we face, whether it's fear or rejection or, you know, whatever it is that God, God is bigger than that. And, um, that in that we can have that security of knowing that God is bigger than the giant and God is also for us no matter what. And and I love how, you know, so many times they talk about in the book and, and through the sermon series that a lot of times we think, oh, we have to defeat that giant. We're David, but Louis Giglio very clearly says, no, no, no. Jesus is David. He's already defeated the giant. We just have to come alongside and and acknowledge that, but then also walk in that. And one of the quotes that I really loved was, fear is a symptom of a deeper cause. We need to dig down and get to the root of the matter. 
Leah, how, how does that strike you? It's a process. It is. It is. Um, it is definitely a process. It's, um, progress over perfection. Um, because it's not, it's not going to be perfect. I'm, there's going to be times where, um, I forget that the fear, um, is smaller than God and that God is bigger than that fear. Um, but it's a progress. It's digging deeper because in, unless we get to the very root of it, unless we get to the very bottom of it. And I know we've talked through before in series past about, killing the spider unless we get to that spider those webs are going to keep coming back and so it's a matter of getting to the bottom of it and that's what we need to do Lyndon, as you sit down with people and you you hear their fears how do you walk them through that process of doing just that figuring out the symptom and, and digging it up well i mean again it, it says that the holy spirit was put within us to teach us how to cry out abba father mm-hmm. So uh, to me, both for them and me, it, it's learning to come to know the Father and to deal with those uh, private battles. You know, David fought the bear and he fought the lion before he faced Goliath. Now, sometimes I think, man, I take Goliath on over the bear. But, <laughs> you know, but I mean, when I was reading that, because a lot of, for myself personally, I've had a lot of private battles over fear. And, and I guess I want to say this too, something that I've learned is that faith is not the absence of fear. It's obeying in spite of the fear. Oh, wow. Say that again. Faith is not the absence of fear. It's obeying in spite of the fear. And wow. when uh, uh, Gideon was uh, told to tear down the family altar or the idol, and we all have some family generational things, he did it at night because he was afraid, but he still did it. So there's things I've had to do and, and still was, my knees were trembling and my, you know, but still faced it with God's strength. And the more you do that, then the more confidence you grow, but it's still not in yourself. It's in him. Right. The, the solution, or there's a quote in the book where it talks about how the solution's not more determination. Hmm. The solution is faith. And that faith, that obedience that you're talking about, that requires that, or that faith is what allows you to have that obedience um, and just understanding that you know Jesus is what builds that into us and the Holy Spirit builds us into that and there's a quote in there that talks about faith is the antidote to fear mm-hmm. and it kind of goes along right along with what you just said that um, we've got to have that confidence in God we've got to have that faith and when we have that then that's our solution that's our solution to the fear that's our solution to any of the giants is having that having that faith trust mm-hmm. the second line of that because i had it written down to the antidote to fear's faith the soundtrack is worship and isn't that how we how we defeat the giant is we worship we, we uh just a couple weeks ago darren talked about how our battles literally they, they would go out and the worshipers would be out in front can you imagine a battle today where people are singing and and dancing and what are they gonna we're gonna take them down really easily but not not the lord's army Lyndon. no not well and that's what i think we were at staff this yeah. morning i think we were he was talking about Jehoshaphat sending, I mean, who, who, who sends a choir out, you know, imagine our president Biden, so we're going to send the choir out to go up against, I mean, so you're right, it is. But you know, one of the things I want to testify to in my life, I think uh, Leah could too, is that I have to give all glory to God because he's my keeper. 
I have not kept myself. Mm. He has preserved me. And, and what I would encourage people to realize is the Lord ties in several places where he says, don't be afraid of what you're going to eat where, because aren't you much more valuable? Then he says, don't be worried about those that can destroy your body, yeah. but those, are you not much more valuable? So it's really coming to know your value and that God protects what he values. God provides for what he values. God pursues what he values. Mm. So that's really important. Yeah. And one of the things that really stuck out to me as I was reading through this book and then rereading through the story of David and Goliath that I don't know that, I mean, I've read it multiple times. I grew up hearing the story hundreds of times, but in the stories in 1 Samuel 17, And in verse 46, when David was out in front of Goliath and Goliath is taunting him and said, you know, who are, you know, am am I a dog that you've come at me with sticks? And David didn't go out and face Goliath claiming that he was going to, that he was going to be the one to conquer Goliath. Verse 46 says today, the Lord will conquer you. And so he said that God was going to conquer him, not that, that he was going to conquer Goliath. He knew that it was God doing the conquering. And the same is true of our fears. When we focus our eyes on Jesus, when we put, um, you know, put our perspective and our focus where it needs to be, we can see that he's the one that's going to do the conquering. And we don't have to. And truthfully, that that's freeing because we don't have to go into these battles going, do I have what it takes? Do you know, am I strong enough to do this when we don't have to worry about that because we're not the one that has to fight those battles. It's it's God. And it reminds me of one of my very favorite verses is Exodus 14, 14. And it's when the Israelites find themselves stuck with the Red Sea on one side and the impending Egyptian army on the other side. And like literally it's an impossible situation. And Moses' response to them is that the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And that's, I mean... That's, that's what it is. We've, the battle is God's. It's not ours. We're there to be with him, but he's, he's going to fight it for us. And, and the cool thing about Lee and I both uh, having grown up in the church, um, you know, uh, one of the things I like is that, you know, Saul wants to put his armor on David. <laughs> yep. And David says, I can't use this. Right. I'm not used to this. That's and so you know you grow up in the church and I know about I had to learn I couldn't my dad being a pastor I couldn't rely on his faith. Mm-hmm. I had to come to know the Lord as David would have all those times in the starry night just out there fighting those battles. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's really important that they come to us as staff or whatever it's to to really encourage people it has to be their faith. Yeah. It has you, you help your kids to come to realize they have to have their own personal faith. That reminds me of Acts 4. And, and they, they knew Peter and John had been with Jesus. They were not scholarly men. They were not schooled. But they had experienced Jesus. And what you just said, Lyndon, what you said, Leah, that's what it is. I mean, we're going to do an apologetics series this summer, four or five weeks. And, and it's really good to be able to defend your faith. It's really good to understand and, and know the philosophy and be able to answer those really hard questions that our culture is asking. But, but head knowledge is, is only part of it. That experiential time with Jesus. I mean, in, in years of ministry, Lyndon, how often do you rely on the times you've seen God come through? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm with Leah. Uh, it's not, it's progress, not perfection. Right. 
because just as soon as you think you got it figured out, (laughs) I know about Leah, right? Yes. You know, even me coming to Kingsway, Mm. I remember the night before we were trying to decide to say yes or no. Remember, I'm a a pastor of a small church, and this was a larger body, and I hadn't been on staff. Mm. So that whole night, Carmel and my wife and I, we just felt attacked by the enemy, you know, and just, and the one thing I just kept remembering is that a song I grew up on that says, standing on the promises that cannot fail listening to the Savior's call. So to me, I take refuge in God cannot lie, and it is impossible for him to, to, to not fulfill the promise. And so I just had to throw myself. Someone said standing on the promises, but Peter, who was between two guards, he was sleeping. James had just been run through with the sword. Mm-hmm. He was next. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping. Wow. Out. So that's sleeping on the promises. <laughs> <laughs> that's verse four. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, you know. Wow. And yeah. there's a lot in that standing on the promises or, you know, really leaning into God on that. And, and that, you know, when you talk about not having to or not being able to rely on your dad's faith. Um, and for me, you know, I grew up with my dad being an elder and, um, we were out in the front. We were there every day. The doors of the church were open. Um, but two, having to learn to make it my own faith. And the only way possible to do that, whether you grew up in the church or whether you're new to faith and new to your relationship with Jesus, the only way to do that is to be intentional about spending time in God's word. Um, because that's where God really equips us. And it even, I mean, it talks about it in the chapter that we've got to, we got to spend that time in God's word when we've struggled with fear. And I can testify to that is that, you know, when you struggle with fear, when you spend so much time um, battling that giant of fear there your brain has been wired to respond that way and there needs to be that rewiring of your brain and the only way that that's going to happen is that you've got to replace what's been there with the truth you got to replace what's been there with those promises that you can stand on and those promises we get from being in god's word and I think Leah's making a great point. One of the things I run into, but it was my own life, was too, is those many times growing up, um, the enemy, father of all lies, uh, in fearful and traumatic situations, drops his seeds of lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like she's saying with the rewiring, the Lord has to come and, and re take those lies out and replace them with his truth. Otherwise you keep having, you can go, I'm not going to be afraid, but, but it triggers you and doesn't it in the same response. Mm -hmm. So it's that renewing of the mind that she's Mm -hmm. talking about. And, and, but what I've seen is I can tell somebody something all day long. I can read them the Bible, (laughs) but until the Holy spirit makes that so real to that person, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no question about it. We think about Peter. It was in this chapter. Well, he was, he was walking <laughs> on water. You know, he, right. he, was, he was not fearful, but then he looked down and he was fearful. And what does it say? It says, Jesus, he said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus grabbed him. So maybe you're listening to this podcast today and, and you're thinking, oh, it sounds so good. But I just, I, I'm still fearful. How do, how do I do it? Know that Jesus is right there. He's got his arm outstretched, and immediately he is ready to save you. You just take that first step. You just step out on that water. You might slip. You might fall. He is there to lift you. That's the kind of God we serve, Linda. Yeah. 
I just reading this, listen to the, what repeats itself. If I can read this song, please. Yeah. One twenty-one. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. You hear anything in there? <laughs> we have a keeper, I think. We have a yes. keeper, yes. Leah, any final thoughts as we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much truth and there's so much freedom in reading promises like that, that you just read that, um, and when you're talking about how Jesus immediately reached out to Peter, like, is there going to be hesitation on our part? Sure, there is, because we're human and getting over and fighting that giant of fear I mean, there's fear to fight the giant of fear. And, <laughs> um, and so hesitation happens. And yet, I guess my encouragement is just to, to allow the, um, the peace that God offers in understanding that those promises were not just for those that originally heard it or that those that originally wrote those words in the Bible, that those promises are for us. Mm. And that, you know, we have... God, not only do we have the right to claim it, like God wants us to claim those promises and those are ours. And by just grabbing a hold of that, grabbing a hold of Jesus's hand, when our f steps falter, knowing that while we have hesitancies, Jesus doesn't mm -hmm. like he's right there and he's there ready for us to grab a hold of his hand so that he can show us that he's defeated that giant of fear. Amen. And, and, and one thing, I've come to realize too is like if imagine if your your kids were at one of the like a carnival or something and it comes over that there's a a, a, ch a kidnapper you know and your kid wants to run off and get cotton candy or whatever your kid wants to go you're not letting him go so he's able to keep me sometimes so again you know a lot of people put the emphasis on i've got to be strong i've got it which is what leah's trying to say all the way it, it's not it's he's got he right. if you're his kid he's keeping you it's right. it's called security yep and that's that's so big jesus killed the giant of fear he wants you to embrace that and so if you need to talk more, please, we'd love to continue this conversation a step further. You can reach out to me at alynch at kingswaychurch.org or give us a call here at the church, 317-272-2222. We would love to talk more about a relationship with Jesus and about what it means to, to walk kept by the Father. Thanks so much for joining us today.